So you want to marry my daughter? Yes, I do. So do you hang out in the hood all the time, or do you just come up here for our food and women? This January. Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. I like your braids. Thank you. Exhibit had braids. Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. What's up with white cuz? Am I white cuz? Well, I'm not. You People, directed by Kenya Barris. Rated R, now streaming only on Netflix. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Taylor, let's catch up because certainly Monday night gave us a pretty exciting finish there. Uh, I know you're certainly not rooting for the Steelers in any way. Well, there was kind of people rooting for them with the referees, so I figured I had to balance it out. Strange, strange night, and I'm sure that the Bears fans have a different word than strange to use, but that was that was weird, that was interesting. I love that we had a 65-yard attempt at the end. Not, not to, not to outdo, of course, what the Ravens had done. I know. With the I, I honestly earlier. said out loud to a friend. I said I would even loan Justin Tucker out for this kick just to see if he could do it, <laughs> just for this one, just for this one kick, though. But Santos could not do from sixty-five what Tucker did from sixty-six in Detroit. So, but that was so was bizarre hurt. seeing that one angle where it actually looks like it hit the goalpost, but ended up not when you saw it from the different perspective with a different angle. Uh, the original one that they showed, it looked like it was just right there, like it was a, a doink, and it just it was great. hit the crossbar so the wrong way. I was sitting here watching with my father. My, my parents are out here visiting little Levi Aww. for the first time, so it's great. So it was adorable. So me and Raymond sitting there on the couch together, and we go, oh, my God, it's good. And, of course, it was dead on the whole way as far as the, where it was accuracy. But I thought for sure it, means double, double, it looked like a doink. Totally looked like a doink off the crossbar instead, well short. But – all that's really interesting that comes out of that from a big picture perspective is you look at the entire AFC playoff picture, Taylor, and of course, Ravens had a fantastic comeback and win in overtime on Sunday. And you you look at the playoff picture now, and of course, a lot of people were stunned. I'm not sure if you were necessarily as stunned, but that Titans game on Sunday night, Titans and Rams, that was extremely impressive for Tennessee to come away with that. But look at the Titans on top of the AFC now. And, of course, each week, you know, it's changing so fast. But, wow, that was a game on Sunday night. I think that the Titans are, I mean, especially after that performance, I can, I think that everybody was a little bit surprised because the Rams have looked like potentially the best team in the league right now. I mean, they beat the Bucks, who I think we both have as our top team in the NFC. Um, and then without Derrick Henry, that was the biggest shocker is that they've found so many different ways to win every single week. They've had wins over the Chiefs, the Colts, the Bills, now the Rams, and without their leading rusher. And it wasn't necessarily an offensive performance. It was a defensive performance, which just makes their team look that much more complete. Because if they were able to get it done against the Rams without Derrick Henry, and then if you think about it, they're going to be getting better and better every week without their leading rusher, finding more creative ways, more creative play calling, just becoming better all around. And then they're going to get Derrick Henry back potentially at the end of the season, if not the playoffs. That's so yeah, I think that they it? look like the most terrifying team in the league right now. I can't think of a team that looks as good as them. You know, you think about the Ravens because they're right behind them in the AFC. And 
the Ravens defense is horrible. I don't know what game people are watching that are you know, turned on the TV, not saying that everybody on TV knows what they're talking about, but you know, there's a ton of hype around the Ravens right now. I'm thinking, what game are, are you guys watching? Because from what I saw on Sunday, our defense just, or the Ravens defense just looks like it's on the struggle bus. They can't get much done. And it's putting Lamar in a tough situation every single week. There's not, I mean, they're, they're finding ways to win, which is great for the time being. But when they go up against a team like the Titans, I don't think that they're going to have a chance. So you've got the Titans. I mean, look, they are on top of the AFC right now. You see the Titans as clearly the best team in football right now. And of course, that that, that could be the biggest win. Change. You know, the Titans have six. Like every week, yeah, could, every week something changes. So that could easily but change. The Titans. At week they, 10, going into week 10, I think that they look like the most complete team. I, that, that makes perfect sense. And when you look at it, I, I, I could go with you down that road. The Titans have six wins against playoff teams from last season so that mm-hmm. right there puts them in another atmosphere it's bizarre to think this team lost to the jets of course uh, i don't know how tennessee lost that game to the jets but you know then the Bengals did as well but still you could be right the most impressive victory on the season if you boil I mean, it unless down it was consider just opponents an, unless it was an off night for the rams but they were able to pressure matthew stafford so much he had two interceptions i think he was hit 11 times or there was pressure on him 11 times, and that was double the amount of any other number that he's had all season combined. So what, what their defense did was the the standout like highlight for this team and like, what I separates them from I, I, every other you. team in the AFC. I'm with you on Tennessee. Finding different ways to win is what really allows teams to separate, and that is where you see the teams that are truly scariest or those that can win when they're not playing at their best and not playing with their best players. You know, a quick nod to Arizona, obviously, but the opponent in the Niners versus the Rams is not really the same. Titans, that could be the biggest win that anybody's had this season. You know, when you consider what the Chiefs are now, the Chiefs are now no longer that barometer. Yeah, no, it wasn't close. It was never close. That game was never close. And again, to think it was in LA and for them to take that crowd out of it immediately, and as you mentioned, on defense. Almost all of it was done defensively. And then you almost, don't you forget sometimes... A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. You know, because of what Derrick Henry's done all season, you forget. And there's there's A.J. and Julio making huge plays in crucial moments to Rams at bay through that game. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And and, and and Taylor, by the way, we're we're almost we're pretty much at the halfway point of the season. Obviously, with 17 games, there's no true half point. But every team in the league has played either eight or nine games. You know, oh, wait, to this Sam, point, we have to talk about one thing yeah. before we go to these halftime awards. Okay, yeah, no, absolutely. Give it to me. What do you got? What happened to your Cowboys? <laughs> I, I was, I was so hoping that we could just move past this, just keep it in the AFC. You were just, you were just letting right, that no. go under the radar. Of okay. course, when when it's not a standout stellar performance for Dak, you don't for want Dak, to talk about no, it. It was bad, and only in mop-up time did he even salvage the day at all because it was awful. If you look at through three quarters of that game. Dak People were calling for Cooper Rush. Yeah, it, it was it was that bad, and I'm not exactly sure what happened. That's one of those games that if you look through the entire slate of the entire week from Thursday through Monday, the game that stands out as the most bizarre. Some people might say Jacksonville Buffalo, but I would say when you consider that Denver on the road was up 30 to nothing on Dallas in Dallas, that does not make sense at all. There's nothing on paper going into that game that says that the Broncos should be able to outgain 
and outplay the Cowboys that way. The, the Cowboys were off in every single way offensively. There was no part of that offensive game plan that was working for Dallas. And even in the end, to score the two late touchdowns and two-point conversions, forget about it. They were out of that game in every single way. And it wasn't all on Dak. The offensive line didn't look right. Mm-hmm. Zeke didn't look right. Pollard was all right. He pretty much did his thing. Cooper was nowhere to be found. CeeDee Lamb didn't. It wasn't the same kind of separation there either. There was nothing working. And frankly, defensively, they weren't very good either because it's not as if Denver is some offensive juggernaut to be coming in there and dropping and putting a 30 nothing spot on the Cowboys before all was said and done. So but I don't that, know By what the way, happened. I'm not rubbing it in because if I'm having like flashbacks to our podcast last week and I was, you know, raving and bragging on the Cowboys. So I don't think that anybody saw that coming. Of but course, I, just no, had, no. I just have to listen to you talk no, about thank that. You. No, th- thank you for, for reminding <laughs> us all of that. Certainly me. And I was trying to just put that bad memory out of my head because I think Dak is, again, I'm not going to say he's necessarily the MVP, but I think Dak is going to be in the MVP conversation. I, I, mm-hmm. I believe every which way I'm adapted to Dak Prescott, but that didn't make sense. And the only thing I could say potentially is it's an AFC opponent not to say it's a look-ahead game, but this is a team that has the division mm, almost wrapped up, about as wrapped up as you can be at this point in the season. The Cowboys look like there's not going to be another challenger in that NFC East, and so these are the kinds of games that you could, at times, have a difficult time getting yourself up for, and, and that's what it looked like. It just looked like McCarthy could not get that team motivated in any way, but it was that was that was, that was gross, gross, gross. So yeah, the Cowboys are out of the conversation as, as far as best teams in the NFC go right now. That this right moment. now, so, all right, it could change so, this week. Yeah, of course. So midway point of the season, though, Taylor, if you had to reassess, and if you were going to say who's going to be in the Super Bowl right now, team through eight or nine games from everybody. Who would you have in the Super Bowl if you had to place it as of this moment? As of today, I would say Titans yeah. in the AFC, Bucks in the NFC. Which would be great to see. And of course, you know Brady has, has played the Titans in the playoffs before uh, and, and obviously gotten the better of them. That's a really good one. I, 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 I'd, I'd love to see that. I mean, again, I think you're saying this based on the fact that Derrick Henry would come back. And, and play, you know, exactly. Big part of the time. And I think that in the now. meantime, through these seven games, eight games, they would be able to only get better as a team because you're not I mean, relying yes. simply and solely on Derrick Henry always bailing you out and being able to rush for, you know, 200 yards a game and having everything else go wrong. So they're going to have to have their defense step up, which they clearly did last week or yesterday. And they're going to find more creative ways to get their offense more productive. I mean, they still have that like really aggressive running back style offense. They were still able to get it done with them, but it wasn't, it was cool to see, cool to see uh, yesterday. It was a defense. No, Although it was cool to see Adrian Peterson in the end. It was zone. Nice. That was nice. Yeah. Adrian Peterson in, in, in the blue, in the blue uniform that we've never seen him in, uh, in the end zone yet again, that was awesome. I mean, if, if, if you're watching that game, if you're a fan of the NFL in any way, you don't mind seeing Adrian Peterson plunge into the end zone yet again. That was, I mean, that would be that was pretty cool. cool. So it was Adrian Peterson and Tom Brady. It would be like the gold men <laughs> facing off. Absolutely. That would be exceptional. All right. So, so you see it as that. I'm going to say right now, I mean, I, originally, I, I had said before the season started, the Bills and the Rams, you know, through what we've seen so far, the Bills have had some pretty outstanding victories also. And obviously, you know, this is not the week to be touting the Bills when they lose to Jacksonville, but I'll stick with it. 
I'm going to say that, that after with everything we've seen, I still feel the most complete teams are the Bills and the Rams. And both are coming off ugly, ugly losses. But I'll stick with it. I still think through a playoff run with all yeah. the chips in the middle of the table, the Bills and Rams. But I love I love that idea about about the Titans. That I mean, obviously they're on top of the AFC right now. You you're not going to overlook what the Titans have done. But to really that was like you said, that's one of those where you say, all right, this team is now learning new things about themselves. And perhaps Rabel now knows, all right, this team can do things in a different way, which is what you need to do in the playoffs. You kind of need yeah. to reinvent yourself going, you know, from the It's similar to what the Ravens, I feel like they, you know, they had to find, they had to reinvent themselves as, you know, not always running, relying on the run game and the ground game. And they had to have Lamar because he was put in that situation. I feel like he's become a better passer. And this is something that the Titans will do too, which will only make their strength team eventually stronger. Absolutely. And, and I guess if we were going to, if we were going to crown an MVP halfway through the season, Taylor, I mean, I think a lot of people would, would, you know, I mean, you're going to look at Derrick Henry, obviously the injury doesn't have to take him out of the conversation, you know, to this point, you you could argue that, that he could be the, the MVP of the league. I I would say I still, in, in judging what we've seen through these games to this point, Stafford looks every bit as to what the Rams could have hoped for when making that trade and, 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 yeah. and Stafford is, is a difference on that team. In other words, he elevates that team. And, it, and it's not that golf was, was necessarily falling short, but man, Stafford makes it look like there's just like a new oil in that engine with Stafford. Yeah. It's It's just scary. Good. And I understand and obviously not his best night. And Tennessee figured a lot out in that game against the Rams, but, but Stafford week in and week out, that looks like the guy that makes that thing tick. And, and I guess, Hillary, yeah, yeah go for backing it. off of what you're saying, I don't think that he would be the MVP because I, I don't, I usually don't put a receiver in that category, but Cooper cup, if you look at his numbers this year, <sighs> yeah, Matthew Stafford and Cooper cup could both be an MVP duo. And I love you saying, this you know what? Cooper cup would deserve right now, which a lot of people don't talk about him enough. You're right. One and of if the, the season, top receivers, if the season was truly nine games, I think you're right. I think Cooper Cup would get votes, Taylor. Cooper Cup deserves votes for MVP. If it truly ended today, if you had to put votes in today, Cooper Cup deserves them. That, that's mm-hmm. that's the most dominant receiver in football, and you never would have thought it. Coming into no. the season, nobody's thinking that, and yet that is absolutely and He's been happening. able to do it with two quarterbacks and put up similar you know, similar yeah. numbers. Yeah, it's, it's two remarkable. totally different quarterbacks, yeah. Completely. Absolutely. All right, Taylor, there's so much more to catch up on. Cannot wait. We, we learned so much each and every week, but we will be catching up soon enough. And, and I, I, I just can't wait to see because, again, the standings just flip on their head week in and week out. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 